Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... From a Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. To start, what I'm going to get each of you guys to do is I want each of you to give me two perception checks each. And your perception checks will be in the tower. With advantage, of course, right? No. You wish. The, the um, excitement builds with each roll. Well, this is just ridiculous. We it, all see nothing. It makes excellent television, doesn't it? So I'm only missing now. I've got Thorn, Volan, and... <laughs> okay. Uh, basically what this means is I was going to just drag uh, every... I was going to drag the people who would hear the next bit into the private channel, but instead what I'm going to do is I'm going to drag the single person who rolled really poorly into the private channel and everybody else is going to stay in the same channel. So un- unfor- unfortunately... Uh, or that's that's you, uh, Clicker. You rolled a seven and an eight. Everybody else rolled above seventeen for both Clicker of their. Clicker is in a well, in a pretty poor state. She called a cold, uh, caught a cold, and uh, doesn't realize anything going on. Ooh, avian flu. Actually, I probably should have said um, I am actually even though he rolled above like yourself, uh, clickable. Norbit as well will not hear the following. So what I'm going to do is I'll just drag the other guys into the... I'm just going to drag you two into the private channel because it's less less clicks. So I'll drag you back so as soon we as we're just, finished. So we just blew all stack of 20s. Yes. Poor, poor Norbit blew his 20s. Okay, so a couple of things that you guys... Um, a couple things I'm just going to let you know real quick that you are aware of. The two of you have noticed that your starting equipment that you do not have, you've noticed that your starting equipment is in a chest in one of the, uh, in, Lord, in Lord Rishi's tent. And you'll know more about what that means shortly. The other thing that you've noticed is that uh, Bashir, who is another one of the masters of this encampment, uh, you've noticed that he has three guards that are loyal to him. And you know them very well because ultimately they were responsible for trapping you. And you noticed that when you first met them, they were they were elf-marked guards. But over the last few months, you've recognized that they aren't elf-marked at all. Elf-marked in, in the Midgard Southlands world means half-elf. They're not elf-marked they are in fact wearing disguises. But you don't know what race they are. You just know that they're wearing disguises. Okay? Are they 
is it a physical disguise? Is it a, a magical illusion? You uh, both, because this is a world of wide low magic, you're both aware that these disguised disguises would have been magical. Okay. Any other questions? Um, okay. Uh, I don't think so. Um, do you have anything, um, Volan? No, not right now. Okay. We're back. Okay. So then. And just go with me for now. And then, uh, for, and what I'll say, the three people who are together at this very moment is Thorn, Volan, and Clicker. Norbit, you're not there just yet. So, wow, what a day. All kinds of work needed to be done to prepare the pack animals for the exchange that was to happen soon. The elk that you'd become so familiar with will be switched for camels, and the journey's next leg will take you into the foothills. These new pack animals will eventually carry you into the deserts. Hmm, I wonder what will happen to those elk. Slowly, with head bowed in exhaustion, you shamble back to your tent under the watchful gaze of Matter. Wait a minute, what was that? Happening there over at Bashir's tent, strong voices and... There are two of those strange elf-marked guards that are hardly ever with the caravan and... Uh-oh, there's Lord Rishi with his goon Angus. They're both heading towards Bashir's tent, striding with purpose. Now, cut that out. No lollygagging. Come on, keep it moving. The work is done. Time to get back. Move it. Move it. Matter points her rod at you, Thorn, and your head splits with pain. Those damnable headaches, those damnable rods. But at least this time you kept your feet. At least this time you didn't fall. Back at your tent, you notice that Somintu and Ka are on guard this evening. Once past the entrance flap, Matter pulls up the guard stool and she takes a seat. She looks over at you guys, then spits. She pulls a chunk of wood from her pouch, glancing over at you all once more before she promptly begins to whittle and hum and hum something softly. Okay, so the three of you guys are back in your tent. Uh, once back in your tent, Madher, uh, just before she sits down, she would have put your neck manacles back in place. So you guys are, at this moment, as normal with most of the slaves in this encampment, um, and you are aware of quite a few things, in fact. Um, you do know that the three of you are in, in a tent, for one thing. The rest of the slaves, the other 30 slaves, they're not. They have to sleep out in the open. And they typically sleep in um, where a bunch of the ca the, the wagons make up a, a quasi-circle. Um, you know that there's always a couple of guards uh, outside of your tent, and there's always one guard inside of your tent. This time it's Madher. Madher is, is a human female. And she usually treats you guys fairly well. And as with all the slaves, you guys are worked like dogs throughout the day. And almost always you guys come back to uh, where you sleep exhausted, whether it's the three of you or whether it's the other slaves. Did I hear someone wanted to say something? I think so. Okay. Um, 
So you guys would be aware that So even, even though you guys all share the workloads, uh, the three of you are almost always with another guard who watches over you closely. Um, you're aware that this separation from the other slaves has created a little bit of a rift between you and them. Uh, you're also aware that over the time that you've been in this caravan, you've not once uh, gone to the slave block. There are two people that run this encampment, Lord Rishi, who is a human, and Bashir, who is a uh, catfolk. So that's Lord Rishi there, uh, R-I-S-H-I, and Bashir, B-A-S-H-I-R. Angus, uh, you know, is like the right hand of Lord Rishi. Uh, he's a fairly skinny looking human male, uh, who is very quiet. In fact, uh, none of you have actually ever heard him speak. Uh, none of the slaves that you, whether it's you guys or, or the other slaves that you've met have seems like someone that is of particularly strong. Uh, you do know that slaves are acquired from wherever, um, the three of you are aware that all three of you had been taken by the three elf marked who seemed to be most loyal to Bashir. You are aware that um, in your foods, you get one meal a day. And in that foods, they, there's always a special herb that is mixed in with that food. And let me see here. I think, I think it's thorn. Let me just check here. One of you guys has a nature uh, proficiency. Who is it? I do. Volan. All right, Volan. You can give me a, a nature check in a tower. You are aware that the herb that is being added into the food is something called heart's tongue. And you know that this herb basically kills the libido. Okay. The camp is well kept. Uh, Whatever is Lord... going to become of um, the bard, no libido. <laughs> well, there's probably a reason for that. Um, <laughs> you haven't noticed any of the other slaves uh, finding what happiness they can in private moments. Um, Lord Rishi's guards are somewhat uh, violent. Some of them, Madher is probably one of the exceptions. Um, you notice you you're all aware that whenever the person who comes in to sit on the guard stool inside your tent you would have been aware that uh, they always exchange a stone and that all of the guards that are near you guys uh, in fact all the guards carry a rod uh, and the rods that are being used are only ever used on you guys the other slaves get the whip. The rod uh, gives you guys pain in your head, and most of the time it's debilitate, debilitating pain that drops you to your knees. Um, but the, everybody else gets 
uh, punished with with this, the the whip. And you've noticed that Lord Rishi, there's been a couple of times over the last few months where uh, he got so upset with a particular slave that he murdered them in front of everybody. You also are aware that almost every night, one of you is chosen uh, to go out and visit Lord Bashir. And at the same time, not Lord Bashir, Bashir, that was not a Freudian slip, Bashir. One of you guys is every night is chosen to go and have a visit with Bashir. Uh, at the same time, one of you is sent, uh, sent to Bashir. Lord Rishi sends, usually sends Angus to collect another one of you and you guys have conversations with him. Um, and you, when you talk with Bashir, you always notice that before your conversation with Bashir starts, he opens up a box with a strange looking pink fungus inside of it. Uh, he then adds that to his tea and he takes a good moment after having his tea before he starts asking you guys questions. And pretty much his questions are always related to things like, where were you born? When is your birthday? Who are your parents? Uh, are your parents kind? Have you experienced traumas in your life? What kind of magics do you know within your family? Has any magics been done on you? And again, uh, Volan, you can give me another nature roll in a tower to see if you recognize that pink fungus. 20, 30, 20, nice. You do recognize that pink fungus. It's called zur it's a it's a it's a special mushroom and when someone uh takes that in a powdered fo form like what bashir does and adding it to his tea you know that when having that mushroom um that especially when it's brewed with a tea or something like this the person who uh, uh imbibes it is given gets a a better ability to perceive things specifically for hearing and smelling. Huh. Okay. Whether or not you tell that to the others is up to you, but you are aware of that. Okay. Uh, the next thing you know as well is that when Lord Rishi invites one of you guys in, the conversations are never as pleasant. He is, very forceful in his personality and he uses one of the rods himself uh, without any compunctions he asks somewhat similar questions not exactly they're less probing in that sense but you do know and in this case the three of you uh, can give me um insight checks please And your inside checks will be in the tower. Volan, Thorn, and Clicker. Okay, Give me Volan, a second. No. Volan rolled basically uh, really low. Clicker and Thorn. Uh, you both uh, caught, you're both clear enough that based on Lord Bish, uh, Rishi's questions, you get the very distinct feeling that um, he's. He tends to ask a lot of questions related to Bashir, probing questions, trying to find out something 
he always asks questions like, "What is uh, what? What questions did Bashir ask you the, the previous night or the other night you visited Bashir?" And he's always asking what you've noticed in Bashir's tents. Okay. So, uh, all that aside, then, it's probably Madher sitting there on the the stool, sitting there whittling away. She kind of stops in her humming in the middle of her hum and she looks up and she looks at Thorn and she's like ha I remember it now she points her whittling knife at you Thorn and she says answer me this I'm all that I am and all that you see yet I'm nothing at all and from you I flee formed of distortion perceptions awry I play the horizon where always I lie what am I well, that one's tricky, but I am a bit of a fan of puzzles, and um, I would have to say that's probably a mirage. She laughs. laughs. Ah, you're on the well on at this to this evening. Very good, very good. I'll find one. Be sure I'll have one. I'll get you next time. And she's smiling. There, all of a sudden, the tent flap flies open. And a strange-looking man is pushed into the tent. And that man, uh, well, that, clearly he's a man, but he's like no other man you've uh, seen before. Norbit, do you want to describe what the players see when you, and other than just describing, just remember, you too have been removed of all of your gear. So what do the people see when you were pushed inside this tent? Oh, what a tea. They see a shelled individual. Looks heavy and large. He's got flippers instead of hands and feet with um, long nails on them. A head with a mouth. Looks like it uh, could crush a rock. Okay. And... The three of you who are currently manacled uh, from your necks, uh, if you want to take a moment, starting with Volan, uh, what does Norbit see when he sees you standing there? So, yeah, Volan is, I mean, he's a troll, trollkin. Um, you know, he's kind of got grayish skin, he's got long ears, he's got like kind of long hair. Um, kind of tall and lanky. His, you know, he's got that the the you know it looks kind of orcish in a way but definitely trollkin his arms are like much longer uh, it's kind of ganglier okay. uh that's that's about it and thorn and just okay. so you know thorn you won't be uh you won't have your headscarf oh i know i know how how long um approximately would i have been in here best you can tell it's I, close to a year a year okay so um, Thorn, uh, he, he attempts to look human, but um, with uh, with none of the accoutrements to um, hide what he really is. He's he's actually a tiefling. So his thorns look to uh, at some point in the past have been filed down, but they're, they're starting to grow through his head uh, and uh, would probably be the area of uh, two to three inches now. His his tail um, sticks out and um, has a um 
it, it seems to have a mind of its own. Uh, um, seems to act a bit like a, a cat's tail would, uh, if you're familiar with cats. And um, he is a sort of a reddish-skinned uh, individual, and uh, he, he attempts to keep to himself, but he, he is fascinated by things like um, puzzles and such. And for you, Clicker, what does Norbert see when he looks at you? Clicker appears to be a dark, dark blue feathered raven folk, usually the scum of every city. Um, and she's just wearing very, very simple, probably by now, uh, tattered clothes and, and a leatherish vest over it. Vest, sorry. Okay. And yeah, you see she's, she's in a bit of a hazy state, seems to be sick at the moment. Uh, and yeah, otherwise her, her eyes are very perceptive. Okay. Always going around. So when Norbit comes in, um, Thorn looks up and goes, Hey, Matter, is this uh, is this a mirage? This is very strange. I haven't seen a creature like this before. Before she can answer, uh, Norbit stumbles a bit as the person who's behind Norbit pushes his way in past the stumbling fellow. You all recognize the tall, gaunt figure as Angus. Uh, he wastes no time and pushes uh, uh, Norbit towards the three of you and connects in a new neck manacle uh, around Norbit to connect you with them. He then holds out his hand to Matter, gesturing for the stone, uh, his hands waving. Uh, all four of you can give me a insight check inside the tower if you like. No, you must. <laughs> the tower. It's yeah. a wonderful invention that we use on this program. Uh, we can't see what happens, but our lovely DM, we have to trust and know that the result is what we're after. Yep. And uh, Clicker and Volan, you guys are fully aware of of Norbit seeing this fellow come in, and Norbit is too too focused on keeping his foot and whatnot. But you, Thorn, uh, you watch closely, uh, Madher and and Angus. And you notice that um, Matter's face looks slightly irritated. In fact, you think perhaps there might she might even be a little bit disgusted as she hands the stone over to Angus and turns and leaves the tent, at which point he turns to face the four of you and stands there, not really focusing on you guys at all, but just standing quietly. So I, I take note of that, but I don't say anything at this stage because aggravating Angus uh, leads to pain. So you guys have never seen a, a turtle before? Well, not me personally. Um, Volan, maybe. Have you seen one? Volan is staring at this thing. <laughs> no, it is turtle what you are that i am sir and i am norbert and i see that uh, that one of you has been filing their head to disguise themselves well, with a red skin it it doesn't really work out here but uh let's just say i'm not a fan of the horns you should be proud of what you are 
This is how you came into this world and this is how you will live. And my feathered friend over there, you're not looking well. When Norbert mentions this is how you came into the world, um, can you make a perception check, please? Go for it. I love it. Suppose you wanted to see the answer, didn't you? Norbit is so focused, uh, having asked you his question and feeling that he's done his due right to ask you, he quickly changes his focus over to the bird and <laughs> pays you no mind. He notices nothing. <laughs> okay, he rolled good. a one. And <laughs> you, my feathered friend, I know of you, the downtrodden, ah. the scum of the earth. You don't look well. Old, old. What is it that ails you? Sorry, was was that not audible? I heard old. It sounded like you cold. said old, 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 cold, cold, cold. That's what she said. Sorry. Uh, yeah, she she seems to be in in a in a pitiful state of, in terms of keeping her body warmth. She's just very. Huddled together and uh, trying to to keep her her warmth. I'm going to and, uh, examine the bird. You go. Uh, so Norbert kind of wanders over towards you, Clicker, ha- having heard you say "cold," uh, looking at you curiously. Uh, you can see in his eyes a strange kind of light. Uh, do you let him approach? You can see that Clicker is definitely afraid, but um, that is probably something you'd expect from being enslaved for such a long time and just not knowing what's going on. So she backs away a little bit, but uh, it's 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 nothing you can't bridge if you wanted to continue approaching. Her. Um, it's not like she she goes all the way back to the to the back of the tent. It's just a slight movement. I'm I'm not going to harm you. I'm going to try and help you. Oh, and one thing, to, just to be sure, you guys, uh, I, I probably forgot to mention, and for those who are listening, our players in this particular campaign are all starting at level zero. So although they've chosen their classes, their class abilities do not exist at the moment, as just as they no longer have their standard starting equipment, which is currently elsewhere, uh, their class abilities don't come into effect yet. All they do have is their racial abilities. So what, what were you doing, Norbit? Sorry? I was, you were uh, trying to... I was going to tell her that it was all going to be okay and I'm not going to harm her. And then I'm going to check her out and see how what she's do you built think? and what's wrong with her. Clicker, will and you allow this strange-looking creature uh, to come and check you out closely? Yeah, as mentioned, she backs away a little bit and she turns away her head and... Uh, yeah, this does all kinds of small motions to to protect her body, but um, it's it's not the biggest resistance that you have to fight. It's not like uh, she she doesn't doesn't let you, um, but she seems very uh, tolerant, I guess, of of the pain that's 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 been coming over her every now and then, and that's that's kind of how she treats you as well. So, so I, I run my flippers through her feathers and put her eyes and turn upside down and ask her to cough. 
So I discover you can give a medicine check, and this does not need to be in a tower. Let's see how well you do. So, just a quick question: uh, Is Angus studying us closely at the moment? Uh, Angus, at the moment, uh, doesn't seem to be paying any mind to you guys as you talk and move about. Okay. So I'm going to sort of look face towards the tent for a little bit and and mumble something. Um, and when Norbit approaches Clicker, um, there'll be some uh, tremors around uh, he, where he's walking. So I'm, I'm casting Thaumaturgy. To make uh, the ground seem like it's shaking a little bit as yeah. he walks? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, now... You try this uh, to make this happen, uh, Thorn, as you've tried many times in the past. Uh, and it's like every other night, whenever you try to access that ability, uh, it, it, you can feel it. You can, f you can see the weave that you normally would make, the one that you've known since you were a child. And yet for some reason, whenever you try to make that weave a reality, it doesn't take hold. It oh. fails as it has Can many times uh, in I'll, the past I'll, year. Okay, I'll leave it to Norbert at the moment, but I might ask you something about that later. Sure. All right, Norbert, you're over there. What exactly are you doing? Oh, you did your I'm, medicine check, which you... Yeah. What was the roll that you just rolled? A 10. So you go over there and you start looking at her, poking and prodding her a little bit, trying to be gentle and whatnot. Uh, looking at her, it's clear that she's exhausted. It's clear that she looks um, not just exhausted from a hard day's work, but just from being in this. You get the sense that she's been here for a while. I'm going to turn to Angus and and speak with him. All right, my good ma my good man. Uh, this this Raven is not well. Uh, if you keep Treating her like this, she will die, and a dead raven's no good to anyone unless you want to make a feather pillow. If you bring me some herbs, I will be able to make medicine and poultices that will make her better, and then she will be of value to you. From whatever it was that he was looking at in a distance, his eyes then focus on you as you're talking. His lips don't even crack, they don't even move into any, even not even the rictus of any kind of smile. He just raises his hand up with the rod in hand. Uh, please give me a intelligence saving throw, Norbit. This can be in the in the open, in the chat window. Uh, you feel a, a, a glancing uh, bite of pain through your head and you recognize the rods because this is not new to you. Um, these, these rods were also used by the the three elf-marked individuals. In fact, you can also give me a perception check. This one will be in the tower to see if you've noticed anything about those elf-marked who've been taken over the past three weeks. You've been traveling with them on your way to this destination. This is the first time you've seen um, this particular uh, caravan. So you've been prisoner for three weeks and you too, with that perception check, I'm just going to drag you into the other channel. Okay. Just as the other guys, uh, you would notice that these three elf marked individuals that 
you were that were taking you um, across the land that they you're certain that they're wearing some kind of a magical disguise you know that they're not elf marked but you're not sure if they're human or something else do i have any idea as to whether they're friendly or not like do they, are they spies or anything like that you can give me that's a good question in fact give me I think give me an intelligence check. This will be in the tower. Check. You are certain that they are professionals. You are certain that two of them move with the, the ability of what you would probably consider as scouts. The third one moves different than the other. Uh, clearly they're a unit, but the third one um, is a much more lithe in his movements. And you expect that he is perhaps a spy or perhaps even maybe something more than a spy. Um, your, your knowledge of this world and what exists in it is very limited. Uh, it only comes from what you've learned from Mr. Miyagi. So, uh, you do think spy seems appropriate from what you know. Yeah, so they're guns for hire and they could be bored. You don't know that. But you also know that uh, as they were bringing you, that you were drugged most of the time. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. We are back. So Norbert... Uh, looks you over for a little bit quicker and, and um, tries to um, give you a sense of of camaraderie ship um, but there's not much he can do other than be a presence and a presence of a creature you've never seen before and just so you know Norbert that or, uh, sorry, I'm so bad. Which of you guys was the one that stood up to Angus? It was you, Norbert, wasn't it? Yeah, I asked him for the... Yeah, so you, you did receive uh, a single... I did receive a blast, yes. In your brain, you took one, one bit of psychic damage. I see, sir, that uh, you are no friendlier than the elves that have brought me here. And again, he, he glares at you when you say elves, and he then uh, gestures with two fingers, his index and the, the middle finger, and clips scissorish like at the ears and looks at you and, and then touches his eye and doesn't say anything. So, friends, how long have you been here? Sorry, as, as Norbert was, was uh, being zapped, I guess, uh, Clicker pulled her legs closer to the body and she's just huddling there and uh, kind of covers her, her head not to be treated the same way, I suppose. Okay. Well, my friend, we've been here for a long time. It's, it's hard to tell exactly as one day bleeds into another. But uh, by my poor reckoning, uh, at least a year. Thorn's been there for a, 
roughly a year. Volan, you've been there almost nine months. Clicker, almost four months. And I noticed that you guys get a tent while others have to sleep outside in the cold. What is it about you that make you special? You ask me, I don't know. You guys have been talking about this very thing on and off for a long time. You're not sure what it is. You haven't found um, one particular thing that seems related. Is you're, And you're sure that this is the thing that um, Bashir's questions seem to be looking for as well. Uh, just a quick one. Um now that uh, you're back, the thing that I wanted to check is with, with that uh, attempt to cast the cantrip and, and the failure that ensued, uh, am I able to work out um, the cause of it and the significance and such and, and possible um, understanding of what might be able to do to work, work around that? You certainly could. And in fact, all of you uh, can probably give me an arcana check in order to... Make a, oh, fantastic. A, a I'm so strong in that. Negative one. All right. Yeah. Negative one on that thorn. Pretty wow. Um, but it was a natural 20, right? Right? <laughs> Definitely not a natural 20 or even a dirty 20 amongst a lot of you. But... Uh, the one person who does actually notice something with regard to that, and I'm going to drag them into the other channel and give them a little bit of info. You, uh, Clicker, are aware that you've worked out enough from observation that sometimes your companions, they seem to be doing something that looks extraordinary. And... Whenever that has happened, you get a sense that, and this is not from um, like a extrasensory perception, it is just from uh, logic, that you think that the stone that the guard always the guards always transfer amongst each other is pro is might very well be responsible for why these extraordinary things never seem to work. <laughs> Any questions? Nope. Okay. Very clear. back. Um, we're back. So yes, uh, sadly, a five, a six, and a three. You guys, are, you're pretty much clueless. Especially you, Norbit, being very, very new to there. You would have had to roll really, really well in order to have, have clued into anything like that. Um, and Clicker rolled. A, Better than the, the lot of you. Yeah, but she got her head uh, draped behind her, her hands right now. Just kind of like a like a cat that's sleeping and just draped the paw over their face. And she's just trying not to raise any suspicion or attention from Angus. And I, I will say too that you guys have been with each other long enough. If you've just if you like when I take you off to the side like this and you've uh, noticed this, it's not that you've noticed this today. It could have been that you've noticed this over the past while while you've been there and you've made some 
guesses. So if you want to share something that I've told you privately, feel free. It's up to you. Can we share stuff without um, without Angus hearing? Yeah. Uh, uh, you would have to try and give me a stealth check if you want to do that. I'm not going to bother. So tell me, guys, what is it that you are made to do during the daytime? That's a great question. <laughs> Looks at the other people. <laughs> Thought I'd... If they all look at each other and go, got no idea, mate. No, I've been here for a year and no idea what we do. Just drinking and whoring, just the usual. I mean, <laughs> we normally just do what they tell us to do. And this accent right. is getting... So what sort of things have they been getting you to do? You notice, too, that they are not exactly clean. Uh, they are fairly filthy, as most of the slaves are, although they are not uh, clearly don't have any open sores. Uh, but they are dirty. They, they've they been doing a lot of, of any of the menial physical labors, they do. And even labors that make no specific sense, like uh, carry a rock from here to over there, and then you're doing that for half the day, and then you got to carry them back. But those, do do, those meaningless like activities, the three of you would have been aware that the, only the three of you ever seem to do those meaning, meaningless activities. You've never seen any of the other slaves do those. Do they ever do anything useful like peel potatoes or yep. cook breakfast or clean the trains? You've certainly helped with food preparation. But then we have to unpeel the potatoes afterwards. We have to unpeel the potatoes afterwards. That's really tricky. Yeah, that's challenging. Stick them, stick them all together again. <laughs> how much how of the you, time is spent how much doing you unpeel things? potatoes? I'm so curious to know. <laughs> how much of your time is spent doing useless stuff? Yes, DM. How much time? <laughs> they've been doing it for a year someone's got to know the answer oh that would be you Dagobah yes indeed uh, you you would know that probably at least 50% of your time is doing meaningless stuff and is the meaningless stuff just physical meaningless stuff like carry the rock from point A to point B or is it things like sit in the corner at the wall it's always a physical activity work Always work. Listen, friend, this sort of thing goes on and uh, we uh, do what they tell us. Sometimes it's downright weird, but, you know, if we don't do it, we're down on the ground in agony. And, and, and that I'll make a pointed look towards Angus when I say that. So our friend by the door, he's doesn't tell you anything? He doesn't. He doesn't say anything. What about the lady that was here and, and gave him that rock? Yeah. What What, what does Matter say? Uh, I'll put you. I'll, I'll type out their names too, just so you guys have it. Angus is spelt like that: A N G H U S. And Madher is M A D H U R. Uh, you know, Angus, like I was saying, doesn't ever talk. You are aware. It doesn't take any special insight to know that he is the right hand of Lord Rishi. You see them often together, uh, although you're not, although he's never spoken to you. You have noticed him speaking to 
Lord Rishi. Matter, on the other hand, she's never one who's actually, you've never seen her punish any of the other guards. Um, she has used the rod of sliver, or that was a slip. She has used the rod <laughs> on you guys, but you've it's never okay. seen her. We won't her... look it up on Google later. <laughs> we won't hold that against you, will we, guys? Yeah. Don't worry, yeah. I'm just filing it away. Yeah. How did you spell that again? Sliver, I don't know. S-L-I-V-E-R. Did I say, I, I think it was S-L-E-V-I-T something? K-Q-Z, yeah, that's the one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> something like that. With, with a few <laughs> silent M's. Yeah, yeah. with, with a from little, the, from little, the, little squiggle above the N. From the movie of the same name, Sliver, yeah. Clint Eastwood, 1972. Watch it. You it's know me too it. well, damn it. Uh, yeah, okay, so she has done that, but you've never seen that, and when, and you've also noticed that the few times that you have witnessed Lord Rishi kill a slave, she's never been present. Have you guys been talking to her to, her to find out what's going on? Sounds like she's reasonable and not mean like Angus over here in the corner. Well, um, I, I have tried, but uh, uh, she, she doesn't tell tell us much normally unless of course she does she has and i can make a roll for it yes the three of you can give a you know what i think uh, this will be a persuasion check in the tower to see which of you and now in fact it can be another of the charisma checks because what you're going to be checking against is whether or not any of the three of you have had an opportunity through conversation to have her reveal something that similar to what Norbit is asking. So it doesn't have to be persuasion. That was just my immediate go-to skill check. But if you've got another one that you think would be useful, I mean, maybe you tried to deceive her or uh, something. Maybe you even did a performance. I don't know. That's right. I've rolled Def persuasion. Definitely, definitely intimidation because we're totally in the position to intimidate her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it went over so well when you did that. Yeah. Are you going to give a roll to there, Volan? Uh, yeah. So you notice now that you have again addressed how Angus is just evil and standing in the corner. It seems that whenever Claker gets upset. I'm not always going to do it, just occasionally. Uh, she does this this clicking noise, and it, it it's like a rising it's like rising in pitch and speed whenever she gets more upset. How does that uh, sound? So <laughs> awesome! Oh, that's too cool. Uh, okay, it sounds like cuffing Billy. Cuffing Billy. I don't even think I want to know what that means. That's a train. Cuffing Billy is a very old steam train that runs from Melbourne up into the Dandenong Hills, and the children ride on it and goes puff, puff, puff. Well, puffing Billy. I think yeah. he said cuffing. Oh, puffing That's Billy. That's what I heard as well. <laughs> That's Billy. a lot better, like puffing Billy trained. versus cuffing Billy. <laughs> yeah, cuffing Billy. Billy sounds very suspicious. Cuffing Billy is something that we do at, uh, at, 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 uh, at special schools. I, I was thinking Cuffing Billy is a police officer walks around and puts a cuff on everything. <laughs> that, that Billy actually, the Cuffer. That actually makes a lot of sense. Anyway, um, persuasion checks or thereabouts. Yes, persuasion checks. Uh, Thorn and Clicker. 
you both have had conversations with Madher where, I mean, they, they weren't untowards. Uh, you do know that she has admitted to you guys that she thinks that once upon a time, and this is just her uh, uh, opinion, and she's made it very clear that that's what, what uh, she thinks, is that she thinks that Lord Rishi maybe at one time had been a slave himself. Uh, she also has let you know that she th she thinks that uh, Lord Rishi, and she is uh, she has indicated that she is a guard for Lord Rishi employed via him, but she would rather be employed to Bashir. Uh, and she's also uh, indicated to you, the two of you, that uh, through conversation that Lord Rishi th thinks that he's running the ca the caravan. Uh, but she's pretty certain that it's uh, Bashir who's actually doing it, even though Lord Rishi sends all the commands and gets everybody hustling. Okay. And and our equipment is with Lord Rishi, correct? Uh, yes, you've seen that your equipment is with Lord Rishi. Yeah. Uh, Norbit, you don't know a thing about where your equipment is at the time. Um, and the rod and the rock thing, have we figured out that... Um, uh, rod only works when you're holding the rock or but you have to have both of them in order to give it a little pain I would say they that work Norbert has or... no clue about any of that no no that's the question actually you know what Norbert you wouldn't have any clue about the rock uh, you would know I yourself saw them pass that it back and forwards when I walked in the room you would know that when you uh yeah, you would have seen you would have seen the exchange of the rock, but you you would know about the rods because over the th last three weeks, uh, you've seen the rods often, and I've, they've been used against me. Yes, but at that point, you had never seen uh, any kind of rock. This was the first time you'd seen uh, this exchange. Um, Is there anything special about the rock? Is it you know bright, shiny, glowing in the dark? Is it? just look like an ordinary rock you'd find coming out of a volcano in New Zealand? You know or is it too soon for that one? Wait. Let me see here. I will have written that down somewhere. It goes through his notes. I gotta go through it my notes is too soon to see indeed. if I've described it. Okay, no, yeah, it's, it's you're right. Too soon. <laughs> yeah, I thought it might be too soon. Yeah. <laughs> so Got me while, already. While this is happening. What does the rock look like? The funny thing is, is I, I know. Okay, I'm not going to say anything. I almost put my foot in my mouth again. Uh, the rock is is definitely a polished, uh, and it's got a red look to it, kind of a pinkish look to it. And none of you guys have got stone cunning. So if you want to have any better knowledge about what that rock, at least from a what is that type of rock, uh, you would need to have an ability that would make sense to be able to give that a guess. Uh, would survival suffice? I would go with nature. See, Thorn... Well, actually, for you, Thorn, yeah, that would be uh, definitely one that would work for you. Okay. I would do Arcana again with my studies in the past. Okay, so Thorne possible the that she knows tower. It. Yeah, uh, do that. You can go for that as well, Clicker. 
Okay. And Volan's going to give it a try. Norbit, forget it. You're, you don't get a shot. Yeah, that's right, Norbit. Just because I've been living out in the bush for a long time doesn't mean that they have to discriminate against me. Okay. I've seen plenty of rocks in my time. I will move Thorn and Volan into another channel because you needed to beat a DC 15, which you've done. Okay. Uh, you guys have noticed that this, this pinkish rock, um, from your background, Thorn, uh, you know, and from your ability with just being around nature, Volan, in the places you've been, uh, you guys both know that this rock is a, a type of rock called culprit. Culprit. Shit, I don't know. I'll, I'll type it out and send it to you. But if you do that, then nobody will know. No, no. I'll do it like this. I'll type it, and then I'll drag it and drop it into... Oh, you're whispering it. There you go. Right. Yeah. So you're both aware of that. And it's Do we know anything about it? Smooth. You can, in, in, in real life, you can look up all you want about it, but uh, in terms of what else it might be, um, you're not sure at the moment. All that you know is that they always change it over. Um, and you've already tried your arcana our, our roll to see if you've seen any other relationship there. Unless you've got another skill that you want to try that you think might give you an insight into anything else related to it. Nothing that I know. Yeah, not me. Okay. Then that's all you know for the moment. Dragging you back. Okay. So I'm, that's what you do know. Good to know. It's a copper oxidized material. Which you would have shared with them because, I mean, you like to be smart. <laughs> Not really. Okay. Um, as you guys continue chatting through the night, getting to know each other a little bit better, um, whether from the toils of a long, hard day of work, from the hours spent struggling against bonds through the long journey inland, uh, weariness and worn muscles ache for respite, and the yellow-orange light of the full harvest moon seems to deepen the thrum of the night insects. The song of the cicadas adds weight to your weary eyes, and slowly, sleep takes over as your voices soften and end. You guys are now asleep. Do we dream of wonderful dreams? Thrum, yeah. thrum, 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 thrum. I'm just the thrummy insect in the background. <laughs> thrum, 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 thrum. The Need sounds of your... nature have changed. The sounds of another lovely day. The sounds of another lovely day in your hamlet of Glavost tickle your ears as you look about for your friends. Now, where have those three hidden themselves? It's almost time. Preparations for the Pixie Festival are well underway. Brilliant colored banners hang from every house. Some of your friends are already playing dress up, and the smells of delicious foods waft out of the window of Chef Russ's Inn. There's no school, nor work, giving everybody 
plenty of time to wander free and lend a hand. So, at this point... Something's going to change here for you guys. It's a completely different campaign. <laughs> we, we, we just got moved to Hobbiton. <laughs> so, you will Someone find... Someone found a wormhole? What happened? <laughs> you will find that inside the player selection area... There is now four new characters available for you guys to choose from. There is Atreya. There is Falkur. There is Rowan. And there is Zack. So uh, Atreya is more or less a level one rogue. Falkur is a level one wizard. Rowan is a level one fighter. And Zach is a level one cleric. So you can choose whichever the one you want to, to play here for the moment. But basically at this moment, um, you are four children now. How, how do you set uh, as a main? How do I change the... Okay, so uh, make, right right now, my main character. Um, if you want to choose, I mean, I, I will open this up. You guys can have a discussion if there's anyone that you specifically want to try messing around with. Uh, right now, once you double click, basically you've taken it and the other people can't see it. Um, so I'll, I'll give you guys just a moment here if you want to uh, uh, look at them and then just give me a, uh, let me know if you want me to um, remove the ownership so that someone else can take a look. I think we've all, we've all picked the one that we want, haven't we? I'll give you a little bit more information. Atreya, yeah, I, I should, sorry. Atreya is a high elf rogue uh, child. Falker is a gnome wizard child. Rome, Rowan is a halfling fighter child. And Zach is a wood elf cleric child. I'm Mick, and I play Norbit. Hi, my name is Ryan, also known as Unlucky Geek on Mixer. I'll be playing the Trollkin Warlock named Valen. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Fawn, the Tiefling Bard. This is Ivan, I'm 28, and I'm the Community Manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, the Ravenfolk Locksmith. And then there is me, the GM, Storyteller, and Imagineer. I'm Dagobah. So until next time, good people, adieu.